Hi, I'm Jalen Rose, and welcome to the Renaissance Man podcast, proudly presented by the New York Post. Next up, we have a legend in the world of TV. Gail King has asked notable people of all professions the tough questions everyone wants to know. In this episode, I actually turn the tables on her and find out what it was like to grow up abroad, her lasting friendship with Oprah, and what it means to not back down. Let's go. Hi, I'm Jalen Rose, and welcome to the Renaissance Man Podcast, proudly presented by the New York Post, a show where we cover trends in fashion, entertainment, current events, and everything in between. Download the podcast. Where's your phone? Use it right now. Text a friend. Email a friend. Tell them to download the podcast. And once they check it out, leave a five-star rating. Check out the column each Thursday in the New York Post. This week's theme is tough question. Being self-aware is a trait of winners. The ability to know yourself in and out enough to spot your own weaknesses and how your presence positively and negatively impacts others is a skill we should constantly be working on in our quest to be better people. But as much as it is important to ask ourselves the tough questions, it can be even harder, tougher to ask the questions and hold other people in our lives accountable. Don't be afraid to ask your boss where he sees your position heading and letting them know that you actually want to raise. Yeah, I said it. Don't be afraid to have honest and difficult discussions with your parents. If they're old school, they might not even want to hear what you have to say. I get it. But since they love and respect you, they will eventually listen. If you ask them and approach them with firm and unconditional love, As I say on this very podcast, life is short and we must live it honestly and authentically as possible. That means asking all of the tough questions you can. My next guest knows all about that. Gail King has interviewed presidents, prime ministers, celebrities, and more. And she never, ever, ever, ever backs down from the hardball conversations. Coming up, I talked to Gail about growing up abroad, her friendship with Oprah, and the importance of not backing down. Up next, Gail King. Hi, I'm Jalen Rose, and welcome to the Renaissance Man Podcast, proudly presented by the New York Post. You know what it is, a show where we cover trends in fashion, entertainment, current events, and everything in between. Our next very special guest has had a legendary journalism career, and to this day, is still evolving. Gail King 
is the co-host of CBS Mornings, which is undergone a new look. Yeah, hired one of my brothers, Nate Carlson. Big shout and congratulations. Well, you know what I thought? Well, first, thank you, Mr. Renaissance Man, for inviting me. Number okay. two, I think that uh, Nate has come to the building. Listen, he came in to fill in for something. And after that very first time, Jalen, we went, whoa, whoa. I mean, and then it was just sort of off to the races. We are so excited. And on the welcome tape, you did a shout out to him. He was so tickled with that. I thought that was so nice of you to do. I think he's very special and I think we're very lucky. Absolutely. And I appreciate you for taking him in under your wing, supporting him. You guys show is going to do amazing things. Hopefully I get a chance to join you guys at some point. Oh, we would like that. But listen, Nate doesn't need anybody to take them under his wing. He has got the goods, as you know. Yes. He, he walked in and he was prepared. Yes. He, he doesn't need a thing from me other than, you know, but you know what's so great? You know, I, I'm not from the school that when you bring somebody onto the team that it takes anything away from you. I actually like it when you bring on people who you think are great or terrific. Because mm -hmm. to me, it only adds to it. There's always going to be, I say this all the time, somebody who's richer, cuter, smarter, thinner. You just have to be comfortable in your own skin. So when you get somebody in who you think is terrific, it's like, whoa, it's it's like, here we go and welcome. That's all I have to say to Nate Burleson. Welcome. Absolutely. And congratulations. But you're also the editor at large. Yeah. The old magazine. Yeah. And you just accepted a new role. As a grandmother. Yeah, it's Oprah Daily because we went from print. Now we're digital and a hybrid, but it's Oprah da da Daily. I'm really excited about that. Favorite daughter, Kirby. I can't wait to be a grandmother expecting, you know, a baby boy. And I can't wait. I cannot wait. So talk to us about Oprah Daily. Yeah. So, you know, the magazine, we launched the magazine back in 2000, which Jalen is 21 years ago. Yes. And then, let's see, was it year, the year before last? After 20 years, she thought, you know, we all know the importance of digital. She decided she wanted to go to hybrid. So we have digital and then we do a quarterly. The magazine comes out quarterly. So I'm still there and still very engaged in that. This is the beauty of my life, I think. I am a TV baby. TV is definitely my favorite. I, I love television. I'm doing it since I was a very early age. But I get Oprah Daily, which allows you to do digital and, and, and print. I have a radio show on Sirius XM called Gail King at the House, where we go the house. We go Thursday live, where it's an hour live. And I just, I look at life and I go, you know that living your best life. That's how I feel about myself. Living and rightfully life. so. I'm but you can, always be you can always be better and do better. Living my best Yes, life. indeed. Absolutely. And... Thank you for acknowledging you guys' relationship because it's been special and beautiful from the outside looking in yeah. and watching for decades. What's I never run from that. I never, you know, Jalen, it's so funny. People say, oh God, it must be so hard for you to be your <laughs> friend. I go, no, it ain't. No, it ain't. Because I don't see myself standing in her shadow. I see myself standing in her light. And the beauty is mm. I've never for once thought, oh, I wish I could do that. I wish I was that. I've never. I've been so happy for her. She's been so happy for me. So I, I, I never run away from it. When people say, are you, are you Oprah's Gail? Yes, I am. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. What was it like for you growing up, in particular, the years you spent in Turkey and how did living abroad inform your outlook on life? Well, you know, you know, when you're a little kid, you just go where your parents go. 
you don't think, boy, this is really a wonderful experience I'm having, which is what my dad used to say all the time. Mm -hmm. So I was in Turkey, in Ankara, Turkey, from first grade to sixth grade. And, you know, they didn't have television there. Nobody did. So I went to the library. I was a book nerd. I had a library card back when you had these things called library cards, checked out a lot of books. I was a big voracious reader. And I did a lot of traveling. You know, I've been to, you know, all over Europe. And I can remember being in the Acropolis in Greece, saying to my dad, why do we have to walk around and look at these hot, these rocks? It's hot. Why can't we go back to the hotel and go swimming? He mm -hmm. said, one day you'll appreciate that. You'll appreciate this. And now, of course, I do. I think travel and exposure is so important when you're coming up. And I, I, I'm very blessed, knock on wood, that I had that. So many times when you're in a position that you are and we get a chance to enjoy your work on a daily basis, people underestimate the journey. They just see the finished product. So what made you want to be a multimedia personality? What inspired you and how long have you been doing it? Well, Jalen, I didn't start out saying, you know, Jalen, lean back. I want to be a multimedia personality. I love yeah. a cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> that's my that's my cigarette, which means, you know, very cool for school. You know, it didn't start out that way. Listen, I majored in psychology because I was going to be a child psychologist because I love listening to people's problems, still do. Mm -hmm. I love giving unsolicited advice, still do. Mm -hmm. And I thought I'd be really good at that or a lawyer. And I was at University of Maryland and worked next door to a, a TV station. And so I, I sort of, you know, the guy offered me a job, a job because an entry level position because he liked my voice and my personality. But I never thought I had the looks or the talent or any of that to be on television. And you go in the newsroom and I was just so blown away by what they do. And also, you know, when I lived in Turkey and we came back to the States, I was in seventh grade. My dad insisted that we watch the news every single night. And I thought the news was so boring. And we watched Walter Cronkite, CBS. That's yeah. the way it is because that was his thing. Mm -hmm. So it's so ironic to me that a job that I thought was boring, mm -hmm. I'm now at CBS in our studio where Walter Cronkite's map used to sit. I, I just think that's amazing. That's a full circle moment. But I, didn't, I, I couldn't have dreamed this. You know the thing, God can dream a bigger dream than you can dream for yourself. I yeah. never dreamed this. One of the things that I admire about the way you do your job is how you handle controversial figures mm. when you're interviewing them. And sometimes those interviews can get tense. Yeah. Does that make you want to hold back from asking the hardball questions? No. And how do you get through those tough interviews? No, because, you know, I listen, Jalen, I am not a gotcha person where I'm trying to lead you to something to trick you up or, um, you know, catch you in, in something that may be controversial. I, I think any question can be answered. You just have to have the right tone, the right place and the right situation. And, you know, when, when that is your intention and I'm never out to hurt anybody or harm anybody, mm -hmm. I, I always say I'm giving you a platform to tell your story the way you want to tell it is how I look at it. Even if somebody has gone through something that's very un uh, that's very controversial, very awkward, maybe there was a police activity, I'm still giving you the opportunity to tell your story the way you want to tell it. So no, I, I don't shy away from that. I don't look at it as hardball questions. I look at it as questions that you know people either want to know the answers to or are helpful in telling that person's story. How unique for you 
has this, I'll say last year and a half, two years been? Like we got introduced, at least I did, to words I never used. Zoom. Like coronavirus. Zoom. Pandemic. Zoom. <laughs> Absolutely. So what has this period been like for you? I mean, I think we're all feeling this. What I think is going to be more interesting is when this is all over with to see how it's really affected all of us. You know, I'm from a, a, you know, plow through it kind of girl. You know, I've never really stopped to really think about what this is because I always think I have a job to do. Let's figure out a way to do the job. But, you know, I, I think it's certainly been um, difficult. It's been emotionally and spiritually draining. But I also think that we're going to get through it. And, you know, we, we're all sick of COVID, but COVID is not, we're all tired of COVID. COVID is not tired with us. It's frustrating to me when I see that there can be light at the end of the tunnel and people aren't getting the vaccines. Preach. You know, if, if you, if, if, I, I, hear, I did an interview with Chris Rock, which I thought was hilarious, where he's, and this was early on before we knew about the vaccine. He goes, people don't even know what the blank, 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 blank is in a Tylenol. But you know, when you have a headache, you take it. But you're not, and you know that it works. Here you have science. You have science that's backing you up. So you always, you know, I have members of my own family, much to my chagrin and disappointment, who I said, you know, I'm sorry, you just can't come to Thanksgiving dinner. I'm not playing with this stuff. Agreed. And all these people that are looking at the internet and getting their, somebody told me the other day, you know, well, somebody took the shot and it, it their twist, their testicles uh, became sw swollen. Okay. I believe that was Nicki Minaj. Yeah. N Nicki said that, but somebody else said that to me too. And I said, where did you get that from? Maybe the person was quoting Nicki. I don't know. Where did you get that from? See, this is how stuff starts. One person says it, then another person says it. Then, and, and to that, I say, just look at the science and talk to a doctor that you, that you know and trust. No reputable doctor is going to tell you that. Listen, maybe the person's testicles did swell, which Jalen I hear could be very uncomfortable. I don't know. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Especially when you get hit playing basketball. <laughs> so, so, so maybe that did happen. But if it did, I don't believe it was because of the vaccine. <laughs> maybe they oh, have other issues. Correct. I, I agree. And, and for me, I, I, I must be honest. I've, I've truly been frustrated like you. That oh. there are people in my life that I'm still arguing. Yes. Yes. Vaccinated. So. How has that been for you? Well, it's been, you know, it's been painful, but more than pain, it's been very disappointing because mm -hmm. I think these are smart people. And for all of us who have been vaccinated, we all say, well, you know, there's someone in my family. You know, <laughs> I, I haven't met one person who's been vaccinated that says, yeah, I got that hasn't said, yeah, I got one of those two. Mm -hmm. and, 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 and then they used to say, well, I want to get the FDA approval. Then the FDA approval comes. Well, I'm still doing research. Oh, okay. So you're a doctor now. Okay. You're a scientist. All right. Okay. All right. What did it mean for you? Because I remember being at the inauguration in 2008 and oh, being too. there again in 2012. And me too. you played a major role. And obviously Oprah played a major role in propelling Barack Obama to be the first black president of the United States. Well, I think Oprah played a major role, certainly. I really do believe that. I saw that with my own eyes. I saw, you know, when they went to Iowa, she campaigned in Iowa, New Hampshire. I, I saw a real turning point when she went to South Carolina. And South Carolina, as you know, is very early on in the primary process. 
and they started out with one venue and then they had to get a bigger venue because Oprah was coming. Hmm. And, and I, I physically saw that change. I saw the numbers change. Now, listen, Barack Obama is, is a powerhouse in his own right. Mm -hmm. But all of those things, I believe, certainly made a difference. You know, and, and Oprah was, did so at great peril to herself professionally. Correct. But she felt so strongly about it. She felt that strongly about it, that he was the right person for the job. And, and she took some knocks, no question, because as you know, you know, her show didn't have a political bias ever. But she felt very strongly about that, that she felt that she had to say something. And how do you juggle that balance? I work in corporate America as well. And you know how this works. Issues happen. Yeah. And you want to have your personality, but still be a professional. How do you juggle maintaining your integrity and your voice when tough issues are there for you to talk about? Well, I do walk a fine line with that, because what I realize is... Um, CBS didn't hire me to give my opinion on the news. They hired me to report the news. Mm. But I also am a human being with real feelings. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, there are things that happen that, you know, like the George Floyd thing just took me to a whole nother level because it coincided with the same, the same incident with Chris Cooper, who was bird watching in Central Park. Yes. And, and to see those two things back to back, after a, a series of just nonstop where I, I, I just saw assaults on black men in particular, it was, it was too much. It was too much. And so I do, I walk a fine line, but I also never lose sight of the fact I'm not a robot. Um, I am a human being. And in addition to being a, being a newscaster, I also, you know, am a citizen of this country mm -hmm. and, and a mother mm -hmm. and, you know, all of those things and a woman and all of those things matter to me, but I'm very careful with that. I, I, I really do. Um, it, it's not hard for me. I'm just constantly aware of what my job is. And also you already know this. You can't please everybody. Yes. Oh my God. And Jalen, the haterate people drink a lot of haterade, <laughs> but you have to get to the point that you're comfortable in your own skin. Yes. And that you really do. You get to the point that you're comfortable in your own skin and you have people that you care about and care about you. And, you know, I, I, I really do. I, it took me a long time to learn you can't please everybody because I thought, well, God, so and so is mad at me. I don't want people to be mad at me. But as long as I feel that I've done a good job, um, I'm OK with it. You can't return every email. You can't return every text. You can't take every picture. You can't sign every autograph. In any one of those categories, when you say no or you run out of time, the people are upset at you. I know, but listen, if they come with kids, you, you can't say no. You can't. And I, I, I'm always very mindful of the fact that for most people, it's the first and last time they will ever see you. They will ever see you. And so I don't want them to walk away and say, oh, God, Gail King isn't what I thought she was going to be. Or Gail King was a bitch or Gail King was nasty. I, I don't want to ever leave anybody with that impression. So I do make a point if somebody asks me, it's better, Jalen, than somebody walking up to you and going, you suck. At least they're saying, <laughs> look, I watch you. I admire you. You know, could I take a picture? Would you? you know, I've had people say, wait, Gail, my mama's on the phone. Could you say hi to my mama? Am I going to say no? I'm not going to say hi to your mother. I was in the bathroom. Somebody followed me in the bathroom and said, uh, is that you? I saw those shoes. They said, Can we take a picture? I said, well, you know, 
I think we should wait till, can we do it when I get out of the bathroom? Because right. I knew that was you. And she, and she said, I told you that was her because I know those shoes. So, okay. So, so you so, know, <laughs> it's better than people. Listen, I, you know, I appreciate that people want to spend time and take a picture. So yes. I very seldom say no. I, I very seldom say no. I agree. I have the same approach. The one thing I hate, don't take a picture of me like I'm a zoo animal. All you got to do is ask. You don't have to take a picture of the side of my head. I know. I, I have disdain for that. Yes, I know. I know. Like, I will come over to you and actually say, why did you do that? You don't have to do that. What's been the biggest change? Obviously, adding my brother, superstar, yeah. Nate Burleson to the show. He what is can, a superstar. He what is. What did expect from the new format? He is. So it's me and Nate and Tony DeCopel. And what I like about it, because, you know, the news is 24-7. We're in Times Square. I like that. Right across mm -hmm. from, hi, Robin and Michael and George. Hey, we're right across the street. We're That's your so new cool. neighbors. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I, I just think that, you know, it, it's a new chapter for all of us. You know, Nate just puts a different kind of energy on it. And I think the three of us work really well together, which is nice, because, as you know, Jalen, you can't fake chemistry. You just can't. And Correct. sometimes stuff will look good on paper and it just doesn't work. And so I am finding that it's just a very easy fit. But, you know, I, I, I'm not exaggerating when I say I really like people and I do tend to play nicely with, with others. Mm -hmm. I'm just excited about the new team that we have in place. We are all, you know, I I'd called Nate when they said, you know, they were thinking about it. And certainly after he after he said yes, he said, I'm going to work 110 percent. I go, me, too. Yes. Me, too. Yes. Me too. Commitment. Teamwork. Yes. Yes. And, and again, I appreciate you taking the time. But lastly, I have to ask you, you're set to become a grandmother for the yes. first time. Yes. This month. How excited are you and what are you looking forward to the most? I'm so over the moon and I know favorite daughter Kirby's having a boy, so it'll be my favorite grandson. And I, I grew up in the house with four girls and I'm the oldest. So I've always wanted to have a big brother. So this is, she hopefully, you know, God willing wants to have other children, but I'm so excited to see my daughter become a mother. I, I can't even imagine what that's going to be like and what that's going to feel like for her. You know, I, I wanted to be a mother since I was in seventh grade, Jalen. Since I was in seventh grade, I was going to have uh, a boy because I wanted older brothers. Mm -hmm. Then I was going to have twin girls and their names were Rusty and Dusty. Mm -hmm. And I was going to brush their hair every night and put pretty little bows. I mean, I've wanted to be a mother for a very long time. Mm -hmm. So to see your daughter, my daughter, favorite daughter, Kirby's 35, about to become a mother is, is so fulfilling. I, I can't even explain the words of how I'm feeling about this. Well, and okay. I need a cool grandma name. That's the thing. I yes, yes. Jalen, I yes. don't want to be called grandma or nana. No, Nona, nana, grammy, nope. granny. Nope. Definitely no granny. Take it back, take it back. Somebody <laughs> said to me, well, you could be called glamma. That's a little extra. I don't want that either. I don't want to be called no glamma. So I just want something that the baby can say and that just is, sounds friendly and happy. And right now I'm leaning towards Gaia because Gaia means Mother Earth and it kind of kind of sounds like Gail. So and I think it sounds friendly. You know, people said Gaia. Oh, you'll like this. You'll like this. 
I'm walking down the street and this black woman came up to me as only black people can do and said, <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with grandma because I'm called grandma. So Guyana or whatever you want to call yourself, that's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and you was like, you know what? I actually like that. That's a good call. <laughs> but, but, I, but I mean, she wasn't even trying to be rude, you know? She goes, Guyana, start with Guyana, whatever you want to call yourself. Guyana, ma'am, is, is, is not a name. It's a country. Um, but the way she said, whatever what she goes, because I'm grandma. What's wrong with that? That's stupid. <laughs> that is hilarious. Well, I'll tell you what. But I take that as a compliment. You. That she felt that comfortable to say that to me. No, no, that that's when you know you're getting love from your people. Right. When you get unsolicited opinion. As you started the beginning of this interview saying you don't mind have a, a sharing. <laughs> yeah. That's when you know that, that you're accepted when they give you unsolicited advice and insult you at the same time. Correct. Well, <laughs> I, I don't mean to insult you. <laughs> But, but. <laughs> well, I'll tell you a couple of things I call you queen. Uh, I call you royalty. And I'm forever gracious that you join the show. But before I let you get out of here, Gail King, it's only right that we do a rapid fire segment called Gone in 60 Seconds. Okay. Do this. Okay, okay. Name one public figure you love to interview that you haven't yet. A public figure. Yes. Politician? Anyone. Public figure. Athlete, entertainer, politician. Well, I've been asking for 10 years since we've been on the show. There we go. Beyonce and Jay-Z together. Mm. And guess there what? It ain't ever happening. But did you by did you by chance see that Tiffany ad today? Yes. So Good lovely. Lord. Oh my God. So lovely. Such it, it, an amazing depiction of a yeah, family. Yes. You see more of that. Yes. Jalen, it made me so proud because it was so beautiful. Because it was so beautifully done. And it was beautifully done without arrogance, you know? It was just a celebration of it. So, I mean, that just made me even more determined. Like, that, they, they are deaf, them together, which they have never done together. And I know them both. But I don't see it happening. But when you say name one, that's two. Absolutely. And shout to Jay and my Rock Nation fam. Which yeah. designer makes which designer makes the best morning show host dresses? Oh gosh, because I. Mm. Oh, well, that would be hard. about fashion on here too. I you know. I can't. I gotta them. ask you about your gear and your shoes. You keep the fly shoes on. People want to hear what you say and see what you're wearing now. I can't pick one. Oh my god. Because I have so many that I really, really, really like. Really, really, really. I, I can't pick one. That wouldn't be right. All right, more than one. A couple. A couple. Okay. <laughs> You know people come up to you and say, what kind of dress is that? What kind of shoes are I know on? they do, but you know, that just pisses people off. <laughs> this pisses people off. You have a couple of designers, a couple of shoes that you that, like. That you know are, are good. I have a, a really pretty Prada dress in yellow that I took my picture in. Mm -hmm. It's Dolce & Gabbana, Dolce & Gabbana dress that I, that I took um, one of my promo pictures in that I really like. Um, 
I, and I like dresses too. You know, somebody said, God, you never wear pants. I'm never comfortable in pants because I just think I don't look, I don't feel I look good in pants. So I always prefer a dress. It, it's sort of my uniform. I like a nice sheath silhouette. I love that. I have a Dolce, but you know, I also have like Gabrielle Union has a line with New York and Company mm. where the dress is like $80, but looks good. Yes. People, people are always surprised, but it, it's really pretty stuff. It's really pretty stuff. And I don't mind the high low. Sometimes my shoes cost more than the dress, but, it looks, but it looks good, but it looks good. So I, I was on the talk three weeks ago. Yeah. I had a really expensive shirt on. But my blazer was white. It was $69. Yes, sir. I know exactly what you're saying. That's, that's what I mean. That, that's, that's, that's the television, also the public figure trick to fashion. Yeah, yeah. You, it, it, everything doesn't have to cost uh, an arm, a leg, and a spleen. Yeah. Now, there, there are some things that do. Like I, like I like Victoria Beckham stuff. She's got clean cut lines. Roland Murray, really, really nice in silhouette. You know, and I try, I don't want stuff that everybody has. I have some DVF dresses, which, you know, is Diane Dion Bonfirst and Berg. Mm -hmm. I mean, so, you know, I, I really do have a gamut of people that I wear. Okay. What about this? I always talk about in order to master the morning, it starts the night before. So name one thing every morning person must have. Well, you better have a good alarm clock. I have two. <laughs> I have two. It's very difficult for me. I get up at 324. I hit three snoozes. One, That's two, an ungodly three. hour. Please continue. I know it's ridiculous. One, two, three. I need three snoozes. And then I, you know, I bathe. You'll be happy to know I take a bath every single day. <laughs> I know you, you were, I know you were in Hollywood wondering. about that. I know you were wondering. Does I know, I know what you're saying. <laughs> does Gail take baths or does she take showers? I like a bubble bath. So I do that every day. Then yes. the car picks you up and then you go to you go to work and it's hair and makeup because, you know, this TV face doesn't happen by itself. I didn't wake up like this flawless. This is the TV <laughs> face. So and it takes a village and I make no apologies for that. Oh, Jalen, you'll like this. I have a new hair and makeup team. Nice. People said to me, did Gail have surgery? Somebody said, oh, she's had a lot of work done. I go, no, if I had work done on my face, I would tell you, I would tell you. <laughs> I'd probably say, bring the cameras in so you can see. But Giselle, but Giselle and Ray Don are killing it, killing it. And we see it because you're glowing. Yeah, I what do. Is your I'm in a good place. I'm in a yes, good place. You deserve to be. And speaking of being in a good place, what is your perfect vacation oh. destination? I love warm and pretty and tropical. I love a warm, pretty place, whether it's Turks and Caicos, uh, Turks and Caicos. I love the Caribbean. What I really like is a friend, any friends with yachts that yes. will invite me to go to the Mediterranean in the summer. Yes. Last, but certainly not least, what advice would you give aspiring journalists looking to get their foot in the door? Uh, well, number one, get your foot in the door, you know, especially when you're starting out. You, you should take an entry level position that you may not be interested in just to get your foot in the door and, and make sure the boss knows your name once you're in there. Mm -hmm. And I and I don't mean knows your name in a bad way, knows your name like, God, Jalen is really good. Where did he come from? What does he do? You know, mm -hmm. because you get some interns, Jalen, and I know you've seen them. Yes. They're sitting there looking at their watch. Mm -hmm. They're looking bored. 
yeah. there's others that come in and say, what can I do? Do you need anything? You know, can you help me with this or can you show me this? You know, those are the people I like those kind of firecrackers because I really was that kind of kid. Mm -hmm. You know, once I got my foot in the door, I did anything that they asked me to do. And so when they were trying to think of somebody, they said, oh, we could ask Gail. You know, she, you know, she blah, 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 blah. So, you know, now and there's so many opportunities with digital. It's a whole new ball game. It's a it whole is. new ball game. Well, I thank you very much for joining the Renaissance Man program. I, I appreciate you for being such an yeah, Can you tell me why you're a Renaissance Man? I know why. I want to know why you say you're a Renaissance Man. I'm a Renaissance Man because I've learned to multitask. Ah. Um, first, I'm from Detroit, Michigan, and our signature building is the Renaissance Center. That's right. I've so been it's there. a play off of my hometown, mm -hmm. but then it's the multiple tasks I'd learn to juggle on a daily basis. So I'm a founder of a charter high school Yeah. that I started in 2011. I'm also the president of the board and a chief fundraiser for ESPN. I do Jalen and Jacoby Monday through Friday. No, I saw that, yeah. I'm featured yeah. on Get Up in the morning. And during basketball season, I do NBA Countdown. <laughs> so that's three television shows plus a podcast with them. With the New York Post, I write a column every Thursday. And I also do a podcast and I make sure gracious guests like yourself get a framed copy of the it's column that I write. Okay. And then, and what's your personal life? What is that? How do you take care of that? So my personal life is I'm a father. Yeah, and I'm really happy to be that. Clearly, my oldest is a senior at the University of Georgia, who also does what you do, what I do for a living. Mm -hmm. um, my youngest, Gracie, is a sophomore. She plays volleyball. She's a terrific student as well. Um, they live in Georgia with their mom, uh -huh. and so I'm actually flying there tomorrow to see my daughter play volleyball on Thursday, and then to hang out with my daughter on Friday. So. I do a great job of trying to juggle everything I need to juggle. And uh, I'm really fortunate, really blessed. And that's why you are, Jalen Rose, a Renaissance man. Yes, Drop the microphone. Yes, indeed. I appreciate Thank you so love. much. Thank, Thank you. Last call. Last call. Wear your mask. Get vaccinated. Wear two masks if you're not vaccinated. How about that? I'd like to thank Gail King for stopping by the show. She's such an uplifting presence. And as you heard, she had me affirming why I'm the Renaissance man at the end. She was interviewing me. She was grilling me. But it made me feel good. I was nervous before the interview. I can't lie. I can't front. I was nervous before the interview. Because I know she gets asked a lot about Oprah. Big O. I know she does. And I know she probably doesn't like it all of the time. But I really wanted her to feel centered in our conversation. But how can you not ask about Oprah, who is her bestie and a huge figure in her life? I was taken aback, but not surprised when she volunteered her love for Miss O. And we can all learn something from how she responded. She said, and I love this so very much, I don't see myself standing in her shadow. I see myself standing in her light. 
That's queen behavior. And a reminder that no one is our competition. We are our own competition in this marathon called life. And we should bask in the light of our loved ones and celebrate their accomplishments. Their wins are our wins. Collectively, and you stand to learn a lot from people who make more, do better, are smarter, and are experiencing high volumes of success. It's only a matter of time before they'll be clapping for you. I'm the Renaissance Man. See you next week.